one, check two, check three, this is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. With your host, me, Rob Cantrell. Can't you tell? I'm gonna do a podcast. And 22. Can you believe it? Uh, can you perceive it? We're doing it, everybody. This is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. I got a great cup of coffee, got a jug of water, got some coffee beans. Uh, I got a lot to talk about. And uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about coffee, where it's coming from. This certain bag i'm drinking uh we could talk about cannabis i've been been reading up i always check out normal n-o-r-m-l that's the longest organization for marijuana law reforms in the country probably in the world um i don't know you know i'm not super detailed and nerdy with the facts but no they're just from the 70s and 60s and, and that's when I think uh, the pushback from the drug war and cannabis was uh, being contested to be legalized, especially in pop culture, as music, in movies. Shout out to Cheech and Chong. Shout out to Foghat. Shout out to Humble Pie. Shout out to the Grateful Dead. Shout out to the Jefferson Airplane. Um, Shout out to the uh, Motown crew. Uh, the Wrecking Crew that is called Motown Records. Um, shout out to Aesop Rocky and the Rhyme Sayers, uh, Definite Jux, uh, Stones Throw Records. Um, yeah, give me a contract, guys. If you're listening to this podcast, I drink lots of coffee. That was just a 10-second riff with my guitar skills. <laughs> uh, man, I started playing guitar late in life, man. Uh, I played violin. Uh, I was—I wouldn't say I was super forced, but I was forced. I wanted to play it in the beginning, but it was so intense. Uh, I grew up in Washington, D.C., and they had this free city um, service, like this free city classes. Now that I'm... I'm reading about it and think of it. At the time, I was so young. And I've lived a life, everybody. I've lived a life. I'm Gen X to the core. I'm on that Snoop Cobain all day, every day. I did not grow up with the internet. I'm second guessing social media and the internet as we think right now. But I also enjoy doing this podcast. And I hope you like listening to podcasts. I like listening to them. Um, That's the funny thing I wanted to talk about is like, uh, I was listen, listening to Eckhart Tolle, which is, uh, you know, there's a lot of noise around. And sometimes if I can't do a deep, uh, silent meditation, I'll put on Eckhart Tolle 20-minute jam. And uh, this cat is the heaviest. I don't know. I don't want to get into some, you know, I, not even hidden. You shouldn't even look at him, I guess. Um, it's just the idea of the presence and the present of the presence. Uh of the moment you know i think everything 
in life is directing anything spiritual to that sense is directing you to the moment, which is really the only thing that's real, real, super real. Um, reel it back, reel it forward, reel it in the now, in the spacious now that is here and forever and then gone here forever. Maybe that's the gig. I don't know. Um, but I do know talking <laughs> isn't what it's about. And anytime that's the same thing with comedy in uh, any spiritual stuff, like the minute you start, the minute you start talking about comedy, it's no longer comedy. And anytime you talk something spiritual, um, you know, it's uh, it almost takes away from what it's actually talking about. That's the that's the little flip, the little trigger move there. But today, uh, I don't know if that's triggering. <laughs> uh, the word triggers triggering to me, man. I don't like guns. Never really liked guns, but at the same time, I don't want to be... I understand that shit goes down. Um, and yeah, I guess that maybe it's just mental illness and psychos and non-conscious people. And when I mean conscious, it's just like, if you really understand the love of life, or like you, when you get to that moment of like loving life, like... Yeah. You know, what's the deal with being uh, angry and mad and um, mean? Maybe it's about that getting that money. I don't know. In life, is it's just hard. It's just hard. I actually... All right. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry about that, everybody. I got so prepared for this podcast, I immediately had to go to the bathroom. I had to, number one, nothing gross. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, then I listened back to the podcast. So the first five minutes of the podcast, I guess I was so excited. And I do get excited for this podcast. And then at the last minute, I was like, I'm going to play my guitar. I'm not going to make any beats. I'm going to play my guitar. Which, you know, I'm kind of rough and rumble with the guitar. But uh, I do like a couple chords in progression over a beat. I was thinking maybe I'd put a beat on that thing. We'll see. Uh, I still got to finish the podcast. We got to do the podcast. But I wanted to, I did, because I care about the podcast and I love the podcast. Uh, you should too. It's, it's the best podcast out there. I've been listening to the other ones. They're really great. But uh, this one is the one. <laughs> And you can subscribe to that uh, podcast at the Cannabis Coffee Hour YouTube. Go to the YouTube. Go to the YouTube. I put the audio ones. I'm in an audio phase right now. Um, we're going to circle back and do more video ones and, you know, curating the content as it just grows, you know. Um, this podcast is just, I've been doing it over the last couple years. And I've learned what I like about it and what I don't like about it. And it is a great thing for me to just to talk uh, some of my comedy bits out and talk about cannabis and kind of monitor it. And as I get older, I guess that's what the gig is. But I wanted to circle back and talk about the violin and talk about music. Um, yeah, and when I was young, I took violin lessons, but it, they were like free classes and the teachers, I don't think wanted to be there. And it was in DC in a public school way far away on Saturday morning during cartoons. And Saturday morning cartoons was when, was one of my most happiest places in my life. <laughs> it 
Now Saturday morning cartoons is all day, every day with social media. And I don't know if that's a good thing. I think we're all learning all this stuff as we go forward with media. But when I was a kid, as all kids wanted to watch Saturday morning cartoons, I was a fan of Thundar the Barbarian, which was the original He-Man. He-Man... I never was down with He-Man that much. If you're real, real, you know about Thundar. Area, Ookla, let's ride. <laughs> was the, uh, he had this like horse thing. Oh man, Thundar the Bar, uh, Thundar the Barbarian was the illest, man. Um, there was just that moment right before the cheesy 80s that was coming off like the 70s where the shit was like really smart and colorful, uh, Thundar. But I, 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 before I just run, I had a little bit of an edible. I don't want to blast up my spot too much, but uh, I was trying just to take it easy. I've been holding back on cannabis this week. I've had a lot to do. And this podcast is kind of a documentation, maybe as I go forward. Uh, you know, just kind of my fun time um, is what I wanted it to be. Um, and I love coffee, and I love talking about it, and I love talking about cannabis. Not all the time to the point where it's annoying uh, and not you're not running too many uh, <laughs> thought patterns at once. But uh, yeah, I wanted to get back to I had to take the violin and I was kind of good. But this was like so intense and so many kids. And it was right when the Suzuki method was like and this is like this Japanese style of playing the violin. And I could not get it. I was just a city kid that played in the alley with uh, feral cats in the other neighborhood kids, you know, throwing rocks, uh, playing soccer on the hill, all this stuff from my old neighborhood um, on the D in DC. I had to, uh, yeah, I had to take violin lessons and we would drive to, I remember being in a hot car in the seventies, like driving to the public school and being there like three hours. And it was so boring, and it was so many kids, and it was so intense. And the music was good, but, you know, early music, everybody kind of sucks. It's, and especially with going to comedy shows, like, I did so many open mics when I started. When I started in San Francisco, I literally, in 1999, I would do, I would have it, I lived in a hostel, and I would do five to seven coffee shops a week, you know. I would just, just I was hard in the paint. I was out every night doing stand-up in these wild, funky San Francisco spots. One of my first places was uh, a laundromat. It was my second show. My first show was at um, like an art space on Market Street in San Francisco called The Luggage Store. And then my second spot ever was at the Brainwash Cafe. Shout out the Brainwash on, I think it's... Fulton Street, I think it's, I don't, it's Folsom, it might be Folsom, Fulton Street Mall is here in Brooklyn, but the Brainwash Cafe was like this punk rock, like cafe, it served coffee and cool sandwiches, and it was all like metal, it was all like industrial and shit, and it was in this industrial part of town, almost to the gay neighborhood, like the Castro was over there, and the Castro was actually beautiful and cool, this was more like down, it was like right before the mission in between like downtown area and the mission and the mission district was the Spanish district. And then they had this cool hill where it's hippie hill where everybody goes smokes on 420. 
but I remember it when it wasn't like it was, but it was a good stoner. You know, I definitely had some four twenties myself, uh, walking through that park. Um, when I was first doing comedy, man. And when I look back on it, I was just cruising around this town, uh, drinking coffee and smoking cannabis and with a notebook before <laughs> smartphones with just a notebook of fucking jokes and, uh, taking the BART, taking the bus. Um, and I loved it and I was broke as hell, but I was learning the art form and I was getting better. This is right before I got on last comic standing in 2003. This is like 1999 to 2003 and uh, just learning it. As I'm learning the guitar, as I'm learning uh, violin, I was pretty good at violin, but it was all like really good. And then it just got to be such a chore and there was some mishaps. And I was a spastic wild kid. You know, I was, uh, uh, I couldn't, I was always a C student. Uh, I shouldn't say, you know, I shouldn't down myself. I did work hard and get on the honor roll. Uh, I think whenever you're talking about yourself, and that's the thing that I was going back to, everybody has a story, right? And I could sit here and paint my story to be the hardest story in the world, or I could paint the story to be the nicest story in the world. That's the wild thing about life. In the identity, in the ego, in all of it that's happening right now with people trying to get famous, which I am too, which is wild. Um... Not really, it's not for the fame, it's just to be able to not have a real job was always the gig. Um, and I enjoy it, and you should go towards what you love, and uh, I do love coffee, man. I got a great bag of Stumptown. Shout out to my cousin, Kev, uh, my brother-in-law, Kevin. I don't want to blow up his spot too much. but uh, So I got this Stumptown subscription, and I, and they messed up and gave me two bags or they're listening to the podcast. Okay, I love, like, I drink so much coffee. I got this big industrial bag of medium roast ground coffee from Costco. Um, that's my backup coffee right now. I got a Chemex. I got the filters. Um, but I'm drinking this Costa Rica Monte de Oro direct trade. Uh, balance cup featuring notes of crisp green apple. Syrupy apricot and caramel sweetness whole beans right from costa rica single origin 12 ounce can you dig it emilio and laura gabao managed a the day-to-day -day operation at mont de oro in the early 2000s the gambano the gabayo were among the first tarzu to install their own technical processing facility or micro mill on the farm. Yeah, roasting coffee. So you go to the you go to the farm down there in Costa Rica. Now I've been I haven't been to Costa Rica. That's another place that everybody says I would love. And I've done some traveling. I've been all throughout uh, Southeast Asia. I've been to Amsterdam. Um, but I never. I've been to Mexico, um, and I did a gig. Did we go down the coast? Or was that coast? Or, no, what was the, No, I went to Baja, Mexico, too. I've been to Cancun, been to Mexico City, and I've been to Baja. Uh, Baja. I did this gig on a cruise ship. It was one of the first. 
I can't say the first rock and roll cruise ship, but it was like kind of a Bonnaroo of cruise ships. And the bands were like the Flaming Lips. That was the coolest thing. I got to perform on a festival with the Flaming Lips. And I did Bonnaroo with the Flaming Lips, actually. Um, I did, uh, yeah, this uh, Zinglati. It was, uh, they only did it once. And uh, it was a big party, but I don't know, you know, the money. And I don't. it was just this wild uh, festival that I got booked on. But it was like slightly stupid, the Flaming Lips. And well, there was a couple other, I think, uh, what was it? Um, Ozo Motley was on it, um, which is a great uh, South American, Mexican. Ozo Motley, man, I haven't thought of them. They were big in the jam circuits. Um, and I st- I'm sure they're still around, but... They would kill it. They were funky. Check out Ozo Motley. Shout out to them. And shout out to Costa Rica. Um, because it's great surfing. That's what you always hear about. Is uh, that you have these surf camps. And it's easy to fly into. And the, and the tickets aren't that expensive to get there. But Costa Rica is a rugged rainforest Central American country. With coastlines to the Caribbean and Pacific. Though its capital, San Jose, is the home of cultural institutions like the pre-Columbian Gold Museum, Costa Rica is known for its beaches, volcano, and biodiversity. Okay. I wonder how the weed is there. (laughs) Roughly a quarter of its area is made up of protected jungle. I could dig that. Teeming with wildlife, including spider monkeys and costel Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L birds. Quazelle birds. What are those? I know there used to be this cafe in San Francisco that was super trippy that I would drink coffee and they had computers. This is back in the day when not everybody had a smartphone. You would go to like a coffee shop to check out your email. Um, I did that a lot. (laughs) Uh, It's so... We take... We take Google and all this stuff, like, but I remember life, but I'm older than Google. I am older than Google. Um, let's see here. This bird, what's this bird? Oh, it's a beautiful, very bright red, green, yellow. Um, what is the Quisitella bird myth? The Quisitella, also known as the Splendor Tangor, was taken as a symbol of freedom since Mayan times because of the popular belief according to which would it would let oh wow that uh it would let itself uh die of hunger rather than living in captivity wow it's a symbol of freedom because the telebirds that's sick um birds i've been digging birds uh i got a bird house and i filled it up with some seeds and i saw them just partying out there that's the best, man. That's the stuff that I'm into. That I got to get my Pinterest rocking. I got to get my Pinterest rocking. I'm into washcloths. I'm into birdhouses. I'm into coffee. I love this stump town. Um, and I hope to go to Costa Rica someday. But I have been on vacation. And it, there is that point where you're like, okay. Okay. This is it. Um, And you already, you don't miss. I'm just like. When you go to another place, you're still there, you know? And that's what I think about the presence and the moment and not wanting and not trying to be anywhere except 
right here and right now. That's the only thing, that's kind of the trap of the vacation mind trap. And I've done a lot of traveling, and with comedy, I've definitely been able to... I mean, I did all these gigs up in Northern California that I look back on with, like, Tony Kameen and Dan Gabriel and all these great comics from the San Francisco scene that I start... W. Kamau Bell, Al Madrigal. Um, but then I got to travel all around Northern California. If Any time in your life... I mean, that's what's cool. I mean, I've been around... But Northern California in America is one of the coolest fucking areas, beauty-wise. Um, you know, I, I know California has its trouble right now. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's still a beautiful, beautiful area. And I haven't been out there since the pandemic, and I really want to go. So I need to book a gig. That's what I'm learning, that I need to plan in the future more. I do. That's the thing about the moment. And uh, the moment in a, and then making money. <laughs> That's the trick. You want to live in the moment, but you still, you know. But I'm, I am working at stuff that I love. And that's what I'm trying to do is like, you know, I never got into Adderall. I never got into any, I never done coke. I never did, um, I took Ritalin in high school. Somebody had some and I maybe barred it, barred it a couple times to study. And it does help, but it does, it was kind of artificial. I remember, anytime that I took any of, like, chemical, um, that's what the thing about cannabis is that it is natural. But I do think, you know, you can't be, I think what we're learning now, um, as much as I love normal and the cannabis movement, but you don't want to be a blind eye to some of the, you know, mental health issues that are going on. So I do like lower THC cannabis i do like regulated cannabis um as i go forward and get older i read this a study on normals page i mean i think they're the ones that have been talking about it and dissecting it for so long same thing with high times but when you kind of you just got to balance it out with the other media i guess is what i'm saying like i don't with cannabis there's a tendency to go all in and not look at it realistically um so, yeah, I've been around the block to the point that I do like lower THC cannabis. I do like selected times. I do think you just need to be conscious with everything you do. That's what I'm learning with the presence and getting older and kind of learning to drop out my ego. Uh, you just got to I never understood the word conscious, but now I kind of get it to the sense of you just have to be in, so in the moment. That yes, there's all these factors going on, but you have to be so in the moment that you respect kind of, that's why you kind of got to move in slow motion with your emotions, you know, uh, because we really don't know each other. Like that's what I'm learning with presence and consciousness and ego is uh, we don't really know each other. We don't know ourselves because we're too busy living in this like projected story that we got, which is cool. Um, but at the same time, it has nothing to do with this right here. <laughs> and so that's when you get to be like the observer of the situation. And that's what I'm going with the show, I guess, is uh, observing my life and the, observing the moment and observing 
This is just medium roast good coffee beans, man. I mean, anytime you smell Stumptown, it smells great. Um, and I've a whole, only heard great things about Costa Rica. And I love its coffee. Even other brands, I'm not trying to... But yeah, these guys aren't giving me any money yet. So I'm <laughs> even other Costa Rica brands, brands that use beans from Costa Rica, I always like them. I always like Ethiopian beans and I like Costa Rica beans. I always love Jamaica beans. Every country has their own flavor. But as I discovered in this coffee, in this podcast, is that the two places in America that you can make coffee are Puerto Rico and Hawaii. And I think that America should get behind our own coffee uh, because I like these beans from Costa Rica. I'm not I'm not dogging them. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's harder to find Puerto Rica, Puerto Rican beans. Like it's a little bit more expensive, but there are here in the I got to do that for the podcast. Got to get deep um, in Hawaii. I have. But those are always expensive. But Hawaii coffee and cannabis from Hawaii is always like back in the day, like. Maui Wowie was the word. If you got some really like high grade, somebody be like, this is Maui Wowie. That's some seventies Chicha Chong fog hat uh, weed terminology. Um, but as we've gone further into like super hyperspace, it was like somebody hit cannabis and put just hyperspace from Star Wars on. <laughs> oh man, this coffee is good. But yeah, I did this gig um, at Scorpion Records. Shout out uh, my buddy Rufat and uh, my buddy Joe Para, and shout out uh, Tuesday Night. Um, they have a great comedy show, and it's over on the borderline of Queens and Brooklyn, Ridgewood, they call it. Um, so it takes a minute to get over there for me, but I love it so much. The spot is so unique. Because it's an old record store. Um, it's a little bit of Fred Sanford. Like, they just got, like, art and books and zines and VHSs. Scorpion Records. Go check them out on a lazy Sunday. And uh, pick up some vinyl and some records. Those guys are super cool. And I dig what they're doing. But they have a great comedy night. Um, they're into the Grateful Dead like me. So they love any time I talk about the Grateful Dead at these shows. Um, but let's see here. Trying to see what. Um, yeah. Comedy night. I just want to make sure. Um, Rufat Agavi. I hope I'm pronouncing the. I'm getting. I. I'm not the best <laughs> at the pronunciation, but I always call him Rufat, and Rufat's the man. Uh. This dude used to be a Christian rapper, and now he's a stand-up comedy. Uh, and he has a show at the record store, man. And uh, he's ill. He's like, uh, he's from Palestine. I think his family's from Palestine. And he, but he grew up in Florida rapping, and now he uh, does shows. And he's just a good comic. And he has a great room over there at Scorpion Records. Um, Joe Para was in the house, my old buddy. Who is who's a very popular person on this podcast? He's got the he gets the biggest numbers on the cannabis coffee hour. I think because he doesn't really smoke cannabis like um, like that. Um, 
but stoners really like his slow he's definitely slow motion with it let's see here yeah ego thinking and showbiz calling like that's the thing with comedy i did not to be corny but yeah it was a it felt like i had to do it and it was when stand-up wasn't that popular but i knew it was gonna get like there was just something in me that was like this shit's about to come back around um when I was in 1990, and I had no idea how much it would go and get bigger. Um, but yeah, shout out to Scorpion Records. Um, shout out to Comedy. Go check out a show. Um, you can check out my shows. I haven't posted any, but check, if you want to check out my shows, uh, my Instagram, Rob88Cantrell. I'll post dates there. I'm trying to treat social media just like as a PR thing and put up funny clips now and then. I don't want to be super ego. Like, uh, showbiz is all ego. That's that's kind of the... And then the moment and the money. You know, those are the kind of the themes I think uh, I'm wrestling with right now. Um, but I love them both. <laughs> You got to play with it all. Um, that's what I'm learning more, how spacious the moment is. It's infinite, you know, when you really get down to the brass tacks of the moment. And this moment is brought to you by Stumptown Damn Good Coffee. Um, taking my time with it. But I will say with one of the hip-hop songs that I've been obsessed with, I was trying to, for this podcast, I do try to think about what music I'm listening to and what tunes I'm liking. But Go Hard by Homeboy Sandman. That's why I referenced Aesop Rocky earlier in the podcast. I've been listening to this song, Go Hard, by, Ace, uh, by uh, Homeboy Sandman. Uh, this dude can definitely rhyme his ass off and the beat is just ridiculous it's just a simple simple uh break beat but not even a break beat it's just like a tap drum like uh one single i don't know which drum it's that smaller drum that's that thing i mean it's the hi-hat in it but it has a simple and then it has this and I know that's like a riff for many different songs. Like right there when I did it, uh, I thought a little bit about rock and roll, but then I think it's like a 007. I don't know if it's 007, but there's some theme music to that joint. Um, but he rhymes over that and he rides his bike in the in the thing. Uh, his lyrics, let's check out his li- I'll check. I'll re- I don't want to get flagged for this shit, but this is, I do. Do you guys like reading i've always loved reading lyrics that's definitely with the beasties on that one album uh their second album paul's boutique when you pulled it all the way out and it had all those different prints with all the different lyrics that was just such the ill shit but i love reading grateful dead lyrics i love reading hip-hop lyrics i love reading soul lyrics i love reading um country lyrics but uh, let's see, Go Hard, song by Homeboy Sandman. This dude is fucking ill. But a- I guess Aesop Rocky gave him the beat. I don't know how, I do know how all that works. Like, I'm learning, like, 
the thing about hip hop is it starts with the beat. Like if you want to just find a beat that's fun to rap over, um, I take lots of risks. I take shots and miss. Yet I'm not known for incompetence. It's a fact. It is quite the opposite. I shout out present for that 5% and face consequence. I'm not going to read anymore. I don't want to get flagged, but this shit is hard. <laughs> As the kids say. Everybody's like, yo, this beat's hard. This song's hard. But the only thing about hard is, uh, and that's what New York is, especially good hip-hop, you know, there's a strength in that. There's a boldness. There's a, uh, yeah. You want it that way sometimes, but the only thing, like, Lao Tzu that I've been listening to, this, uh, shout out Wayne Dyer and the reading of Lao Tzu with the music, um, that's a, that's a, that's a banger. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, hard and soft. That idea of hard, like, the soft will always take over the hard, and the hard will always take off the soft. That's kind of like that yin and yang. So you want to stay right. And the older I get, you know, it's like I do got to slow down. Physically, I got to slow down. That's the crazy thing. Or heal, you know, you so you, you try to focus in the moment and get the most of the moment when the time is to do it. That's what I was talking about, like putting the timer on, like, okay, I'm going to work on this script. For the, I'm going to work on these gigs over here. And trying to not be on the internet and not listen to Go Hard by Homeboy Sandman too much. Uh, because, you know, there is so much media out there. That's what I've been kind of going back and forth with uh, mantras. But I do have like a mantra for my off time. Um, and it's mostly about being kind and being good and uh, working hard. But you got to have your own gig going on. Um, but that's what I think about, uh, like a lot of good hip hop lyrics. Like it's like electrified mantras. That's why you got to watch out for the media. Like we're all learning that, you know, your ego is like all this different shit that you're absorbing, but yeah. And, and stuff from your culture and stuff from your parents and you come up with this combodgeable thing, but really has nothing to do with who you physically are in the moment. Like, you are a part of the stars. You are a part of the sky. You are a part of um, the wind. I've been digging some wind. Dude, New York just had that red sky. That shit was crazy. Shit was cr- it just came over out of nowhere. But what I think, it's just been too damn dry. Like, it was, like, supposed to rain, and then it didn't rain. And it, but it was like that teasing moment where it was just cloudy, cloudy, cloudy. But the rain never came. But nobody said anything about it because everybody gets tired of the rain. But the earth needs the rain because it, it just makes everything not catch on fire and dry out. Because we need that water. We are all made of 789.87 parts of water. The rest is guts and doo-doo and then we're thinking thinking um that's what a lot of like being the present is stop thinking and that's when you feel um feeling fine feeling good with a cup of coffee 
got a jug of water and probably need to drink it. Voices sounding scratchy. But sometimes a, a good scratchy voice is good for audio. Um, but I do think like hydration, if you're going to drink a lot of coffee and have an edible or whatever, um, you may want to drink a lot of water. Oh, that's some good water. Um, yeah, I'm trying not to watch politics. There's, you know, it keeps on popping up, and we have to watch that kind of stuff. You know, I think you just got to go with what you feel and what you feel is good. And hopefully, um, I don't know. I want to. I don't want to talk any of that. I kind of want to just talk. Music and comedy and uh, weed with this cough <laughs> with this podcast, but I have to be myself. And we are in weird times. And I guess yeah, with drying of the planet, you know, that's why I kind of lean left in the sense that um, you know, with the planet for sure, like that dark cloud in the bad air, like everybody was scared and bummed out. I would try not to. I didn't really wear my mask. I read that it was like cigarette smoke without the nicotine and i'm like yo man my mom used to smoke everybody used to smoke people smoked in the car people smoked in the club um so i i thought my body could probably handle it and i didn't go that hard during the uh dune dune days the fucking spaceology the sun looked so weird that's why it was kind of trippy people loved it but i looked at it for a second and fucked me up um because because it was so dim, you could look at it, but then at the same time, it was like, dude, don't look at the sun. It's too much. Isn't that wild? Uh, the source. I guess you're, you know, you're just supposed to be going flowing with it. Don't do, look directly at it. Then you're kind of missing the reflection. Time is a reflection. of ourselves just flowing and going digging and wigging <laughs> uh digging and wearing wigs people were out there wearing wigs hair i still got my hair that's cool but you know at the same i don't want to say anything cuz i think people do look good bald i just don't think Looking at the outside of people is the best thing to do with the appearance. And I'm kind of moving beyond all that. I'm more about the essence and the vibe and being able to keep it moving and being quiet. I think that's why I bug out on this podcast so much because I'm focusing on being quiet. With stand-up, I've always got to be talking and being out there. But that's why I started this podcast is just to kind of keep in the moment. And I also wanted to play with the music and the beats and uh, talk about music and beats because that's the, some of the shit I love. Um, and then also talk about meditating and coffee and travel. And that's where we in movies. I watched Cool Runnings. You want to see a good movie? Check out Cool Runnings. That's a good movie. Uh, shout out Jamaica. I hope to do a podcast from Jamaica soon. I'm going to bring it out there. You know, as we go forward into space and time... Um, on this episode, where are we at? Is it? Yeah, it's two, two, two. Three twos. Peace, peace, peace. 
all day love all day every day um but now we have russia and all that popping off um everybody just needs to cool it play some guitar watch some movies uh check out some shows oh yeah i'm doing a show tonight at a place uh dark horse comedy club it's in new york city tonight i'm trying to get this podcast up early i usually try to do it on thursday but sometimes you know it'll come out on friday sometimes i record it on tuesday put it up wednesday you know i try to do one a week i've been good about it i've been really good about it for two i love this podcast uh two 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 i mean 222 episodes of me drinking coffee and there's all kinds of coffee i've been drinking i was thinking about that over the years um and all kinds of different drinks hotel coffee um we were over there uh in williamsburg drinking coffee where were we else um we were been in the park a bunch drinking coffee um yeah, as we, I've, I'm kind of getting more and more equipment. This has been a DIY. I'd never signed with a, what I've seen is a lot of like podcast networks. And I'm friends with some of these dudes. Um, but they kind of build out. Um, and I, I've learned the cost of this stuff. Oh yeah, Dark Horse Comedy Club. I'm there tonight, June 9th, Friday. Eight o'clock. I've never been, I've never done this show before, so it should be cool. Um, we'll see what it's all about. Come out if you want to see me do 10 to 15 to 20 minutes of uh, stand-up comedy, mostly new material. I've been working on uh, all this new material for a special. I think I got it because I was listening to my old records, and um, I've never done a proper one-hour special before stand-up. Now, I could put it out on my YouTube. Uh, Please subscribe to the Cannabis Coffee Hour YouTube. Please subscribe to uh, Rob Cantrell on YouTube. Um, That my ego (laughs) persona. But that's where I've got some music up. Um, i got my stand-up clips up. Um, You know, but I'm looking at the stuff. I'm like, I've never done a proper special and I could do my do it myself, or I could go with the network. And uh, as I build, so we'll see, we'll see. I but I do want to do it soon. Um, you know, just the fucking it fucked up everybody. The pandemic, you know, especially stand up. So it's like I feel like I'm just crawling out, whereas some people have just been doing it, you know. But. Uh, you know, I've, I've put out a couple, a bunch, I've looked out all the stuff I put out. A, I put out something on a national network in 2003 on the first last comic standing. Um, but I guess that doesn't count. But I did, right after that, I did like my own mini documentary uh, VHS, not VHS, a DVD that was a part film. I showed it in San Francisco at like this art house theater and it was packed and it got laughed. And it had my set from the Great Great American Music Hall on it, Metaphysical Graffiti. And then I did a, a CD, Keep on the Grass. And then I did another CD, uh, Dreams Never Die, which was a uh, hip-hop CD, my music CD. Uh, and then I did um, 
Pure Uncut Joy, which is out now. That's my last stand-up thing, was Pure Uncut Joy. So that's what I'm thinking. But then I put out another music, Caffeinated Dope Rhymes, which is great. So you could check out Caffeinated Dope Rhymes and Pure Uncut Joy. Pure Uncut Joy is my audio for stand-up. And then um, Caffeinated Dope Rhymes is kind of like a best of um, music album with a couple new uh, cuts. Uh, Give Peace a Dance is my last hip-hop influence type music track. But I made the beat and I wrote all the lyrics and I recorded that all myself. And then I got it mastered and everything. So I'm kind of proud. That one I did all the way myself and I put it out there I mean if you buy that joint that goes right to me um so please check out those projects but I don't want to beg people to, if you like it you like it if you don't you don't you know the gig um but man this car co- I'm down to the last sip this whole podcast I've done one cup of coffee mm 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 um, yeah, uh, I got this book on, there's, there's my guitar. Uh, I won't play us out. I thought the intro was cool. Okay, we're going to just open up. This is a book on comedy films, and I'm just going to open up a page, and I don't know what it is. All right, Some Like It Hot. <laughs> is uh, directed by Billy Wilder, 1959, black and white. I, I know the name. I know the name from films. And this has, like, always been, like, a film, like, um, uh, let's say, like, a, not Hitchcock, yeah, like a Hitchcock. Like, even if you don't know films, you would hear this, um, but it's 1950s. But it... It sounds good what I wrote. Okay, it has Marilyn Monroe. Oh, shit. Tony Curtis, Jack Lemmon, George Raft, and Pat O'Brien. Oh, man. Uh, with an opening scene depicting uh, being... Oh, a hair... An, uh, depicting a Harris being pursued by gun-toting cops using a near-as-damn depiction of Al Capone's St. Valentine's Day Massacre to propel its plot and throwing transvestitism and sexual innuendo and jazz music into the mix. Holy shit. Some Like It Hot is one of cinema's unlikeliest best-loved comedies. Okay. It's a reputation over the years has grown to the point that the American Film Institute voted its number one comedy movie of all time. I gotta check this out, man. A position is often occupies whenever lists are drawn up. Yeah. It's a lot to do with director Billy Wilder and his longtime writing partner L-I-L Whoa. The Australian-born Wilder had fled Germany when Hitler came to power in 1933, leaving behind a successful career as a screenwriter before establishing himself in Hollywood with dramas as Double Impendent, The Last Weekend, and The Sunset Boulevard. I mean, this just sounds great. 
I'm going to check that movie out. <laughs> and then I'm going to talk about it on the uh, Cannabis Coffee Hour in an upcoming episode. But yeah, I got this book on uh, movies. And uh, I got a guitar. got a bag of coffee. I just finished uh, a nice cup of coffee. We talked about birds. The Quisitella myth. Um, yeah, man. Um, be good to each other. Peace and love. That's it for the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Good day, good night. Be good. I don't know. But I love you.